This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. Yo, what's up, everyone? Happy New Year, January 4th. It's a new year. I hope you've got some New Year's resolutions. I kind of talked about mine in my last episode, so if you didn't listen to that, go give it a listen. It's just a monologue. It's just me chatting for 45 minutes or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's a new year. New Year's resolutions are so weird to me, but it, it is a fresh start. So if you haven't found it, if you're thinking about it, give yourself a chance. Fresh, you know, fresh start. Don't be hard on yourself. Make it work. My guest this week is like one of my favorite skiers. And he's one of my favorite skiers because he's he's kind of quiet. So it's an interesting interview because I got to get him to open up a little bit. But it's a really fun conversation. It's Lucas Walks. He's like, and I'm going to say a real hot take here, but he's kind of, to me, a little younger Candide. He's a little mysterious. He kind of just lets his skiing talk for 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 themselves, for itself. Uh, he's got a new movie that just came out called. Hang on, this is always this is the tongue twister. Uh, Fairly mellow, fairy meadow, fairy mellow. He's got a new short film that came out called Fairy Fairly Mellow. He's in anywhere from here on MSP Films. He's in, he has a segment in Bropski 2. He's just a superstar. He's one of my favorite skiers. He's a great mountain biker. He did Recreate. If you haven't watched that, you should go back on YouTube. Check that out. He's got a full YouTube series called FOMO. So let's get into that episode. But before we get into the episode, I've got to give a shout out to my sponsors this week and my first sponsor this week is woodchuck woodchuck hard cider accidentally gluten-free since 1991 so if you have a gluten allergy and you want to you know have a little fun go get yourself some woodchuck hard cider they have so many options their website is phenomenal like i'm not really digging websites most of the time but like They've got a blog having fun stories. They talk about the innovation, how the cider's made. Talk about the woodchuck story. They have a full list of all their ciders from amber, sangria, to granny smith apple, a mimosa, berry snap, blueberry. They sell a variety pack. They've got a bubbly pear secco, a brunch box. Here's the thing. You can buy it online. You can go to shop, or I'm sorry, woodchuck.com, and then click shop cider. It ships to a lot of states. Uh, I'm looking right here. New Hampshire, Nebraska, New York, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Carolina, Oregon, Hawaii, Florida, Colorado. They'll ship it to your door. Head on over to woodchuck.com. Order yourself a variety pack. And my second sponsor this week, we spend a lot of time on our boots. I know you do, because I do. And then what do you skip? You skip the insoles. I'm telling you, do not skip the insoles. Head over to cetus-us.store. Get yourself an insole. It's going to change how your boot feels, the performance. I'm running the three-feet outdoor mid 
have a mid and a low now actually and i'm really digging the mid they have an insole finder tells you what you need why you need it for certain sports you can get them for running for skiing for hiking for walking i'm loving the three feet mine are actually merino so they keep my feet a little warm i'm telling you go to c-us.store check them out it's, it's like, again, I'm like geeking out on websites lately because these websites are getting so good, but they actually tell you what you want. Like I can tell you what you want and I can help you and I can get you all there, but like they actually have an insole finder and you explain what you're doing, why you're doing it. You can get a golf insole, biking, skiing, outdoor, everyday running, uh, comes in three different sizes as far as slim, low, or low, mid and high, depending on your arch. Check them out. It's changed my boot fit. It's changed how I ski. It's made me a better skier because there's no there's no loss under my foot. It's direct. It's phenomenal. Check them out. Cedas S I D A S. And we're gonna go through all of our sponsors this week so you guys can listen to the full episode without any interruptions. My last sponsor, Deuter. Dude, it's Deuter. I'm loving their backpacks. If you haven't tried them, you are missing out. I'm running the Freerider Pro 34 Plus. It's a 34 liter bag. But here's the thing, it's got 10 liters of extra storage. You wouldn't even know it's there unless you want it. It fits super slim. The colorways are bomb. Like this almond cinnamon, I'm really sad I don't have it. I have the black one. It's bomb as well, but it's black. I'm telling you, this Almond Cinnamon Freerider Pro 34 Plus is phenomenal. It's in stock on the website. It's got the Deuter Promise, which means lifetime warranty. They promise to repair any Deuter pack free of charge, no matter its generation or the reason for the damage or defect. So if your kid takes his scissors and he cuts them in half because you weren't watching them, they will replace the bag. They will fix the bag. 34 liters plus an extra 10 liters of storage. Carry your snowboard, carry your skis, your ice axe, helmet carrier, hip pad so it feels good, a little pack, a little pouch for your goggles. I don't do much mountaineering, but when I do, there's a little compartment to carry a rope. It does it all. It, re- it really does. And with the flexible capacity, it's like so good, so phenomenal. Head over to Deuter.com, D-E-U-T-E-R.com. And check out the Freerider Pro 34 Plus right in the notes that Mr. Adam X sent you. It won't do anything for you, but it might do something for me. Now I'll let you all get into this episode with Lucas. Again, one of my favorite skiers. His style is unbelievable. And I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Only know you as Lucas. I don't know you at all, yeah. but like as a fan from afar i've never seen luke anywhere yeah yeah totally yeah i don't know i just uh yeah go with lucas i like it lucas this is my favorite part of the whole podcast i just ask you your one one minute elevator pitch on who lucas is to lucas because like i can read your accolades i can tell you like what your you don't have wikipedia what your hypothetical wikipedia says but like, who are you okay. to you? Oh man, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just a guy. 
Um, I mean, right now, yeah, I'm just a guy that really enjoys the uh, the outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know. I, it's a tough one. I don't. It's kind of awkward, but I guess uh, now I'm a skier, avid outdoorsman. Um, I like to stay busy. I like to. What do you do when you're not skiing, or not um, mountain biking and not skiing? Let's say that. Um, I've been working construction in the summer and building houses. Um, or yeah, just working some sort of summer job, but. Lately, I've been, uh, yeah, doing construction stuff. and it, So, yeah, or, like, I've been surfing more, so been, like, doing a bit of surfing or, yeah, kind of a lot of random shit, but. Okay. All right. I'll take that. Well, let me ask you this. If you weren't a skier, what would you be doing? Because that's, that uh, is 80% of your year, right? I mean. Yeah. If I wasn't a skier, I don't know, man. I'd probably just be like bummed I wasn't a skier. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> I'd probably just be, uh, yeah, working construction. <laughs> okay, it's I funny because it's so it's a hard question to ask you because you, I mean, you started competing when you were young, and then by sixteen you were kind of like half pipe slope style, and at sixteen you were kind of done with that. And correct me if I'm wrong, and then switched more to backcountry, you know, building booters and kind of, but you made that transition really young. Yeah, I did. No, you're totally right. Um, yeah, for <laughs> sure. I was like probably like 16. Yeah, it was like around when I was like, yeah, 16. Um, I kind of like just realized doing competitions wasn't really like realistic for me um for one i was i wasn't quite there like good enough it was also super expensive um and i didn't really have much support to go and travel to comp these competitions so it was like that wasn't really an option but i knew i wanted to ski and try to make some sort of make it work somehow you know as like a career and so i just kind of put all my energy towards building jumps and getting people to come shoot photos or videos and trying to just make videos. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, eventually it worked out. What? But it, I mean, it was a long transition. Like I didn't really like, I did it for probably like, I mean, I didn't get like a legit contract or like any support to for skiing until I was probably like 21. So it was like five years pretty much of just like, you know, working summer jobs for the winter and working for my winters and just like, you know, I would maybe get some help or like here and there to like go on a trip with one of my sponsors, but it was like pretty rare. <laughs> and then, yeah. Yeah. You were on the, you were on the flow gram. What do your, what does your family yeah. think of this? Like, are you thinking at 17 at 18, <clears throat> are you saying, I'm going to be a pro skier or are you just kind of ski bumming it knowing that like you're not going to do competitions anymore and you just have more fun in the backcountry? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I, my goal was, yeah, to be a pro skier like all along. I was like, all right, I'm going to 
do this. And I mean, at that time when you're like, you know, once you're out of high school, it was like, I didn't go to college or anything. So like all my friends are in college and you're like at this age, you're like, all right, I gotta like make a fucking career happen. You don't know what you want to do, but it was like, all right, well, just want to ski and make a career out of skiing. So that was my goal for sure. Um, and yeah. Do I'm trying to think of the best oh, way to ask. You asked about, about my parents, right? Uh, my parents were stoked. They were super supportive. Like, I mean, I didn't, that was kind of my best option. Like they knew that I wasn't going to go to college or like <laughs> they knew I would, didn't want to go to college, I guess. So, and they, I didn't really have like, you know, uh, any support for that. So it was like, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing and did skiing yeah. or does skiing still come natural to you or do you like work your ass off for the skill set that you have um i i mean i do work my ass off a lot but these days it's like different than what it used to be like i think it's changed more like actually like learning new tricks and like hucking to more nowadays i'm more focused on like some more like backcountry and big mountain skiing and trying to develop that sort of skill set which is still a lot of work i feel like it's a lot more like work that you do kind of off the hill sometimes yeah skiing's uh, the easy part what's that yeah. it's aspen extreme right that's like ski <laughs> skiing's the easy part it's all the other stuff that comes with it that's you know and yeah like, it's funny now to see athletes like Dan Egan wasn't in the fucking gym, like doing squats. Yeah, totally. Like he was just like, just talking his meat off, like whatever he could and like back slapping and riding away with and like, and now you guys have to like, and that's not a shot at Dan Egan, like legend, but no. it's just, it's a total, like you guys are, the term athlete has changed. Like Dan Egan was an athlete. He's a professional yeah. skier, but now you guys are like actually athletes. Like you guys are have fitness and like health and kind of care about your body a little bit and like have to work out physically. And then also mentally to like prepare yourselves because we have so much knowledge now that you can't just get dropped off in a helicopter somewhere and like throw your body yeah. off of it. Like it's changed. No, totally. Yeah. It's, and I think beyond that stuff too, I think, you know, we got, we wear a lot of hats these days as uh, athletes or skiers, especially in like the, I don't know, backcountry realm or like the media realm, you know, it's like, there's a lot of producing and a lot of like just organizing that happens and a lot of like, logistics that you end up like dealing with i feel like a lot of that stuff like kind of falls on athletes these days which is pretty rad i mean i've definitely like learned a lot about uh yeah like making ski movies and making movies in general and media stuff like that yeah i'm gonna i want to ask like is that do you think that's good or bad because like now you can't just be a skier like uh, I think it's, I mean, it's both like you can get super wrapped up in it <clears throat> as far as like trying to produce a 
ski movie i mean you can let it kind of consume you for sure but i think if you do it right it's pretty cool and you can like really um i don't know get a lot of positives out of doing it but at the same time it's really nice not doing it and just being like just being the uh the skier yeah the talent <laughs> well yeah let's talk yeah. about it so you did recreate that came out last year which means that came out january 22 right yep so that means in 21 you were filming that project yes that's yeah, kind 20, of your first 21. full full length film that you produced correct uh yeah i would say so i did some stuff with carl and uh, my friend jasper newton but this one was definitely more on my just my shoulders i guess yeah this was like this was produced by tgr right like they kind of backed it yeah they basically like hosted it okay they hosted and then i I produced it with um, my friend Dan Norkunis. Okay. Um, and he's like a he used to shoot skiing back in the day for Rage Films. I don't know if you remember. Them, I think but I do. He filmed a lot of skiing. Yeah, they're pretty old school now, but I'm old. Um... Shot... <laughs> Sick. So, so what does this yeah, look he like shot with them? Okay. As far as like. It's called recreate, right? Like it's not recreate, it's recreate. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that correct. Yeah. Like I'm reading this and I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. I think this is what he's going for. I think it's recreate. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm glad to clear that up because I'm like, I don't think he's saying recreate. I think it's recreate. Um, you you pitch this. You have an idea. You do you film the whole thing with your buddy. You said Dan. Mm-hmm. Do you film the whole thing, then pitch it? Do you go out to all your sponsors and say, hey, I want to make this 20-minute film. I'm kind of going to be the showcase. I'm going to call some of my friends in. Also, we're going to have some mountain biking in the end. It's going to be really rad. And, like, everyone's just pumped, and they're like, here's billions of dollars to make this. Or, like, what does this whole <laughs> process look like? Um. Well, for for Recreate, it was, like, it was mainly Dan. He reached out to me and he was like, he, so basically he shot rage films for a while. He moved to Maui, Hawaii and lived there for like 10 years and ended up becoming like a surf filmer and shot a bunch of surfing and had a family, moved back to Bend. And he was just like, Hey, I really want to shoot more skiing and I'd be really stoked to like do something with you. And I was really excited about that idea because i kind of didn't know what i was really doing that year and it was right after covid and it was kind of a good opportunity to stay more like local and so i was like yep i'm down like let's do it and so he we just were like we would hang out and like go mountain biking in the summer and i'd see him we kind of like bounce ideas off each other and he had a, this concept basically about just like showing you know appreciation for 
public lands and like the natural areas we get to go ski and mountain biking and i felt the same way especially like after covid there was like such a boom obviously in the outdoor world and so we wanted to just put together maybe that um yeah kind of gave appreciation for our public lands that we get to go and recreate on <laughs> hence the name and the original goal was to make it a little bit more of a inform informational film <laughs> but then we got into it and it was just like yeah it was like pretty it was it was a lot to like go that far and we also in the end like didn't quite have enough budget to go like crazy with it so that's what we ended up with but i was stoked on how it turned out no, i think it's great and i think it's you know it is COVID was so good for the outdoors, but it was also really bad for the outdoors. Like, it's like this really weird conundrum of, yeah, holy shit, all these people are here and they're like doing it. Like all these trailheads that I just hang out at by myself, there's like, it's like going, it, to, for me at least, it was like going to like that, that bar that you went to when you were 20 and they're like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, but now it's yeah. like the trailhead. I'm like, I've always, I never left. Like, I'm <laughs> at the trailhead always. And like, now they're showing yeah. up and it's great. But then, like, you know, people don't realize the impact, just the trail impact, not even by people doing anything wrong, just that, like, yeah. they got used. Of course, there's bad eggs and what, like, trash. And, but like, mm -hmm. these trailheads seen more use in the last two three years than they had seen in the last 10 whether it be totally. hiking or skiing or but like it was a it was an odd thing and i i still think it's good but i think they've all went back to just watching football so i'm like my sundays <laughs> are mine again <laughs> yeah no totally no that was like kind of i mean yeah i've uh obviously noticed like a huge boom locally here in Bend, which is like a huge whatever outdoor Hub. recreation pl place and um yeah it was gnarly for sure and like the goal of our movie wasn't like to you know deter anyone from going outdoors we just wanted to like show our appreciation for it and um just kind of shine light, I guess, on like how cool it is that we have like this protected land and like these areas to go and ski and mountain bike. And, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Like we, I did learn a, a bit about like, you know, behind the scenes, we met with a land manager for, um, the Willamette national forest. And it was really cool. Like hearing, him talk about like basically what goes into it like because there's so much work that goes on especially with mountain bike trails like there's just so much like tra like maintenance so much Cost. energy that goes yeah. into like clearing trails and brushing trails and you know just keeping them going and um you know there's not really a ton that stewardship stuff you can do for skiing <laughs> but right. that was 
and that's kind of like why we like tied in mountain biking with this film too is because we were like well i thought it just kind of makes sense yeah i think it's neat my question is like i don't know like how local is that video to bend like how far in like a radius uh it's i mean it's probably like I don't know. It's all within, you know, between Mount Hood and, you know, another couple hours or another like hour south of Bend. It's pretty much just most of it's filmed in Oregon. I mean, we did a trip to Mount Baker. Um, we also did a trip to Eastern Oregon. Um, but besides that, it's pretty localized. Yeah, it's, like it's pretty, it's pretty, very local. Yeah. So, which was super fun because I have been like traveling quite a bit the past like whatever handful of years, five or six years, and so it was cool to just focus on staying close to home. So was that your only project for twenty one? That was your only film project, right? Um. Yes. So, oh no! I went. I'm sorry. I did. I did some stuff with Matchstick. Okay. We you did. did a, film we did him. a trip to Alaska. We did a snow camping trip in Alaska. <laughs> but it was. Uh, we sort of got skunked. <laughs> I mean, so, that's the nature of the beast, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. It probably. That was no. That that was it, pretty much. So. And then fast forward 2022, you did Brapski. You did. Anywhere from here, and then you had your own little short film, Fairy Meadow or Fairly Mellow, right? Did mm-hmm. I get all three? Yep. So we'll break down kind of each of those. But my question right off the bat, what is a better season for you? Is it working on one 20-minute project or three, I don't know, four-minute segments oh man i don't know i think you know it all depends man it's just like <laughs> wherever the snow is good and i mean at the end of the day i just like to be skiing good snow with you know good people and don't want to push anything too hard honestly um as far as like forcing shit but um you know i don't know i think it's fun to have a main focus though like have like one project have all your footage in like one place that's usually like i think of the best representation um but because i I do always wonder that like (laughs) you know as an athlete like for an athlete answer It's probably like, you know, if you can be in five films and have two minutes in each film, that's like the promotional side. It's probably great, right? Like you get Mm -hmm. five different audiences and five different screenings. Great. But for like the human athlete, I would think like one project, it's like it's like your thesis for the year, right? Like this is, and it's all in one place and you get to tell that story, that narrative 
and that's what skiing is, right? Like we can break it down and be as corny as cliche as we want, but like it's art. And like your skis yeah. are the paintbrush. But like when there's powder and there's a pillow line, you could put ten people up there and everyone would ski that same exact line differently. Yes. So like I yeah. so I, I don't know. I think it's it's a tough spot to be in as a pro athlete because you want Mm -hmm. you want that you want that showcase i'm I'm assuming you want like you want that recreate you want to just show you want to paint the whole picture write the whole essay and have like and maybe i'm wrong no no you're totally correct i mean like it's a i mean it's a kind of a double-edged sword like i've been doing a lot of stuff with my msp and I absolutely love being a part of their films and a ton of people watch them. And it's like epic going to all the premiere tours and like you meet a ton of people and like, it's just, it's epic. It's like, you know, such an OG thing in the ski world. And, but at the same time, it's like, I love having creative control and love being able to like, you know, have a vision and you know have it come to life and be able to like you know put just all this energy into like one little into like this and into the project like that is super fun but it's still like you know at the end of the day um the msp stuff is probably like more gets seen by more eyes because they have such a huge like they just have such a huge reach yeah it's massive um, it's yeah it's... so it's like you know it's it's like yeah kind of a double-edged sword but at the same time like i'm at the point where i'm you know not necessarily like trying to prove anything i guess like i'm definitely trying to push it push myself but at the same time i'm super stoked on like creating my own projects and creating my own um ski content and doing stuff like recreate is awesome so yeah it's it's a fine line you have to like keep your brand alive and like do those msp things and you want to obviously too but like that gets new eyes yeah you know that gets the new eyes on on you and it's funny because you're you've been around for a while like you're not like you're you're like the skier skier i feel like all the pro skiers love you, but you're not necessarily like the 16 year old kid's household name. And yeah. I think that's because you take, no, but I don't think, I think it's just cause like, like you post a lot on social and you do your thing, but like, it's like you said before about wearing a lot of hats. Like it seems like you kind of do your own thing. You show us what you're doing, but like, it's almost a choosing a quality of life and maybe I'm completely wrong, but that's what it looks Uh, like looking in outside. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know, man. That's, (laughs) that's probably a pretty good observation. I mean, it's like, I've just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess what I'm saying is if you took a year and a half and just like Mm -hmm. spent all of your time promoting your brand, which is you, Mm -hmm you'd be a household name, mm-hmm. but instead you do I it. Know, like, what is that? Like, what does that look like? 
Like, what do you like? Oh, what are you saying? Like, I mean, who's a household name? Like, I mean, Cody. Well, like what? Like being more like how? Like what would you say? Like you? Like I would be more like self-promoting. Like, yeah, I think you'd sell out, for yeah. lack of a better term. Like, right. Which I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. But I think you've done a good mix of like doing both. Like you have these passion projects that like you and your homies get to do and you showcase your skiing, but it might not get all the eyes because it's not sponsored yeah. by Nike just because I don't want to say another brand. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah, totally. Uh, and it's no. it's cool because it's like you're like and I don't mean this in any bad way. I mean it in like a cool way. Like you have like this like almost like little like mysteriousness about you. This you're like a big micro brew. Like you're in the mix. You're in all the big videos. Everyone but everyone's like, what's up with that guy? Who like but all the skiers, all the pros are like, Lucas fucking rips. Like that guy. And like it's really neat. Like, I don't know. I don't mean it. I mean it as a compliment. Uh, no. But no, that's sick. Thanks, it's, man. I mean, it's just funny hearing other people, I guess, or hear what people, I like, guess, think about me. Like, I don't I feel think... like <laughs> I'm kind of removed, honestly. I feel like from uh, a lot of the like ski hubs, like I live in Oregon, it's like not necessarily a ski mecca. But you right? also just like let your skiing talk. <clears throat> like you don't, you're not necessarily. This just sounds like I'm just ripping, but I'm not. Like I'm, I, I enjoy no, it so much. You're not at all. But it's like there's a mystique because you're not like always talking to the camera. Like you just like you'll post a clip and it's just like you ripping. It's just a clip. That's it. There was no words. There was no. Yeah. So like people don't feel like they know you. They don't connect. They connect to your skiing, but they don't oh, like right. interact with like you. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. And that, totally. but like hopefully and like maybe i'm really projecting but like that's candied right like candy mm -hmm. doesn't talk he just like randomly posts a clip of him just like here's my line today and wherever i am and you're just like and it breaks the internet so like yeah. maybe this mystique is what you need to just like you just be this mysterious human and then it's like whoa like luke did you see the <laughs> clip lucas just dropped like i don't know i don't it's I think it's cool because there is so much like fake and you yeah. just let your skiing talk. Like you don't have these big, like dramatic monologues <laughs> and like, it's kind of <laughs> neat. Like, I don't know. Oh, thanks man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't have much to say. <laughs> I mean, that's... Like, it's like, I, yeah, I'm, I think I look at like Instagram or all that shit, you know, people follow me to watch my ski and they're not really there to listen to me talk. And like, I also think that I, yeah, if I'm going to talk about something, I also just don't, I feel uncomfortable putting my whole life, like personal life or just, you know, talking you know, I don't want people to know me too well. Like, I just think it's kind of weird, honestly, like on Instagram, like I agree I with that hundred percent, like just being like, what's up guys. Like <laughs> today I'm like drinking the smoothie and, you know, going to go do whatever. Like, I don't 
really care and I don't really care what other people are doing. I don't know. But no, but, I think that's exactly it though. But what I guess what I'm saying is if you did that, you would yeah. your Instagram would blow up so much because you are so good at skiing. It would be like the mix. So like it's yeah. really neat to see it. And I'm not saying you should do it. Like keep your life private no, and just I, let your skiing talk and like it's yeah. rad, but it's you see it and you see again, we're not calling but like there are plenty of other skiers who have way more bigger following than you mm-hmm. that are way worse skiers. And it's like, mm-hmm. and we're not here to talk shit. I'm not here to, na- I'm not naming anybody. I'm not even thinking of anyone. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but oh, like, no, man. it's no, a weird I, world yeah, that we live in right now. No, it sucks. I mean, it sucks that like the ski industry is like so watered down with like that type of shit. Cause I just, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy, but at the same time, you know, it's like, I'm just super lucky. Like my sponsors support me and they support what I do. And so I just do what I do. And it's refreshing, honestly, and like super fun. And that's about it, man. I don't know. Like you don't follow I, any trends. You're just like on the trend of skiing and you're a skier and that's what you showcase. And it's, it's, it's actually really refreshing. Cause you know that if you're, doom scrolling and your name pops up like you're just gonna get skiing content that's Mm -hmm. what we're gonna get from you like and that's that's refreshing it's cool (laughs) like it's it's not the norm but it's it's neat you're not gonna be like i don't know i'm lucas and i care about climate change not saying you shouldn't but like you don't even like yeah and just going skiing like i'm just going skiing it's it's neat i want to talk about fairly are we calling it fairly mellow are we calling it fairy meadow fairly mellow fairly (laughs) mellow yeah yeah was it as fun to film as it looked or was it full of disappointment with like the kind of subpar conditions um it was uh i mean it was both dude we were like I was personally really stoked to go there because I I skied there like 10 years ago. I got invited on a trip there when I was like 18, and it was like the sickest trip ever I've ever had. I was like, it was incredible. And then so you were expecting I that, that? I knew the terrain was that good, and I knew I was just like, oh please, please, please. But then like, just last winter was funky and didn't really like get any snow before we went it was like i think it was like a few days of high pressure and then like the group before us that was in the hut were like total shredders and all the good snow was in the trees and they pretty much just like they trashed it they just not in a bad way but they just thrashed it no they had to hate it yeah they ripped it and so we showed up and we're like fuck like it's (laughs) tracked in the trees pillows are like they hit a bunch of sick pillow lines it's awesome but i mean that's just what happens when you go on a hot trip you like get the dates that you're gonna go and you're just locked in and you can't really control anything and then like i mean it was really cool because we had you know high pressure so super sunny um but on top of all that there's also like some avalanche problems that were that bc was dealing with at the time and and the snow was ended up getting just totally 
wind raked and uh just turned into like wind board pretty much in the alpine um but it was a super fun trip we just had a blast i mean it's like those hut trips are kind of my favorite trips honestly because you're just totally removed and no wi-fi and no you know connection to the outside world yeah it's um, fun when you just have like yeah it's great when you don't have internet because you don't have a choice. So you just have to be present. But mm -hmm. also it's just like, okay, we have this group of six or ten. We all have to rely on each other. We have the food and supplies we have. And it's just like, it's just refreshing. It's just like, oh, this is this is probably how we're supposed to live to an extent. Like, Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, it is. This it's makes like, sense. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's. There's yeah, they're just such fun trips. I mean that that hut too specifically. It's like pretty big. It sleeps like twenty people, and so there was you know, I think there was a total of like thirteen people staying that trip. So there's all these other people, and we only really knew like like four, or I only knew like five people that were in that trip, and then the rest of the people were just like people I never met. So you get to like meet just totally new people and make connections and that's another really cool part is just like connecting and you're with and it's like it's not forced but it's you don't have your phone to rely on you don't have your it's neat because you have these interactions because like you just play cards and you like hang, yeah. you hang out someone asked me recently about the van and like how do i deal with loneliness and i'm like sometimes you just like like when people used to go to the airport, they used to talk to each other. So like I'm the weird guy who's like at the coffee shop because I've been on the road for six months and I'm like, hey, how you doing today? And then like some people bite and some people are like, get the fuck away from me. But you're like, yeah, that's totally. how people used to interact. Like yeah. just and like someone will be sitting at the coffee table and there's no seats. And I'm like, you mind if I sit here? And they're like, no, go ahead. And then you just shoot the shit and they're like, have a good day. And you leave. Yeah. There's no like, what's your Instagram handle or like. It's refreshing. I try to do it in real life. Like, it's forced in a hut trip, but, like, I'm really trying to bring it back to, like, real life. Oh, yeah, dude. Me too. I, like, love having getting random connections with people. It's the best. Because, um, yeah, sometimes you'll meet some fucking awesome person. Yeah. You and never know. Yeah, it's... I'm just tired it's of, like, all... Yeah, only talking to people because, like, I think I can... Like they yeah. think they can get something from me or they, and I'm like, everyone has a story. I want to hear it. doesn't matter yeah. who it is, what they are. Like it's, I don't know, bring back human way, interaction. For sure. I think like a good thing to think about it too. If you're just like bored and you're like pulling out your phone and like going to just like sit on your phone is like, this is probably the most boring thing I could do right now. You know? Oh, a hundred percent. Like, like I try and think about that when I just like reach for my phone and just to like, Doom Kill time, even if it's like a couple minutes while I'm waiting for like food or coffee, it's like just or just like just sit there and be bored or just be present. I think people are nobody's bored anymore. Right. And it's amazing <laughs> kind of how thing, but how like when you're on a hut trip or like you go camping the first like two hours you don't have your phone, you're like a mess. Not a mess, but you're like you get like the phantom vibrate or like, and then once you realize you don't have it, your brain goes into a different place 
and you're like mm-hmm. suddenly not bored. You're like activated. Like you yeah, can just, totally. it's really, it's sad. I don't know. It's going to get worse. And I'm part of the problem. Like I'm on my phone all the time and it's, some of it is work. Yeah. Like we have to do it, but some of it is right. just, you know, I just got uh, the art of Shroupism from Jeremy Jones's new book. And it was sick. like sitting next to me. And I was like, I'm going to read, I'm going to start reading that tonight. And then like 30 minutes went by and I was like, oh, I just stared at my phone. And then I went to bed and I was like, damn, like you suck, dude. Like, but it's like, it's part of my, I hate saying New Year's resolution, but like, I just need to read more. I need to like put my phone down and like 10 pages a day. That's not, and then eventually you'll, you'll crush. So I want to, I want to ask though. So you go to film, um, fairly mellow and like you're going for powder shots you're going is there a discussion that you're like okay we're probably not going to get what we thought is there a conscious pivot is there like a moment of panic like how does it kind of lay out when you're when you're actually there in the moment um i mean we I don't know. We're all optimistic. I mean, there's like so much terrain there that we're like, we'll definitely get some stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, the first day was honestly really sick. We filmed majority of that footage, like the first day. Um, and like a majority, like the tree pillow stuff. Right. Um, cause we found, we kind of just like got that leftover pow before the wind really came in. Um, and we're like sweet we got some stuff like it's gonna be you know we're gonna make it happen like because it was like we got support to like make the video happen or whatever and we're like well we'll just you know and the cool thing was that peter that came and shot it he had like his film camera and so we were just like well we'll just like you know get the all the vibes and just i don't know just have fun and make a video about the trip and stay the course and not try to like force anything and just basically treat it like we're just on a ski trip. And that was the goal all along anyways. Like Peter's a great fucking skier and super strong at touring and he wants to ski just as much as we do. So it was just like, yeah, we're just going to go and ski every day and get what we get and like and get what we get and make a video about it but and, I, that's uh, why i think i liked yeah. it and i think i liked it in that you know i think it's under five minutes four and a half maybe yeah it's pretty short but i like it because it feels like that it feels like a ski trip that like obviously you you book this trip months in advance and you're like we're hoping for pow then you get mm-hmm. there and you're like i didn't really get it and that's okay mm-hmm. but then like there's some good like pillow lines and then it goes to like you basically hang out at the hut and like set up like two like booters. And mm-hmm. that's like that. That's what happens on those type of trips. So yeah, I don't know. I totally. thought it was perfect. If that was a 30 minute film, I don't know. I think I might've got bored by the end, but like <laughs> it kind of works. I, I don't know. I, I thought it was enjoyable and I think it's relatable because we all plan Sick. these trips. We all spend all this money and like, yeah, You know, and I think people listening think, like, because you're pro that, like, everything is free and, like, it sucks. You're taking time and money and effort and, like, yeah, we you have support, but, like, it's not, like, it's time and energy. So when you go out and it 
doesn't necessarily live up to those expectations, it's like, okay, you pivot. And I think a lot of people, especially like listeners, they might go on one trip a year and like, mm-hmm. sometimes it sucks, but like Dude, sucks is relative. Totally. Like you're not at yeah. work, you're still somewhere cool. And like, maybe there's a lift line, but like you knew that when you booked the trip to act yeah. wherever that there was going to be. A list. So I don't know. No, totally. And I mean, I don't want to ever be like, it's just, I know like it's super annoying, you know, to just be like the, the complainy pro skier that's like, Oh, we got skunked. Like, Oh, boo hoo. (laughs) Um, so we were just like, well, we're just going to tell the trip how it is. You know, we're still going to go ski, still going to, you know, make it happen. Not try to focus too hard on like, how bad the conditions were and they weren't really like that bad like it was still super fun skiing obviously but um they just weren't what they could have been (laughs) yes exactly but there's just like there's so many i mean there's it's been done so many times right and ski movies like oh we showed up and like we should have been here two days ago and (laughs) like people that average joe or like you know even me it's like I don't know. You don't really necessarily want to like hear that story anymore. <laughs> it's hard. It's, and we all have it. We all do it. I mean, I literally, I skied yeah, yesterday. Yeah. It's, it's January and we had literally like six and a half foot of snow last week. And there's like brown strips down the hill with like yeah. snow making mounds that they won't push yet because it's so warm that they just need them to sit there. And you're just like, could be worse like i could not be skiing or i could not be like and it's like there is no woe is me anymore i don't know i get to go skiing pretty much every day so like i can complain about it or i can be like we just keep saying it's just getting good that's been our slogan all year just just getting good it's just like (laughs) people are like how's the skiing i'm like it's just getting good and it's yeah. like we've we've beaten it into submission already. Like, ever, like awesome. our friend group is like, we need to stop saying that it's just getting good because it's like, it's not. It's getting worse by the second, but like, it's just getting good. It's just getting good. It's no, that's awesome. I love that. It's, I don't know. It is what it is. I guess. Yeah, no doubt. I gotta ask this question. Does magnet traction work? I think it does. I, I mean, I fully believe it does. Um, I think it's not like a crazy like thing that, you know, you're going to notice like right off the bat, but I, I really do think it works. I mean, it's, you really just notice it if you're like ripping a nice groomer, you know, like if it's like good quarter eye conditions, you really feel that like edge hold and you really feel it hook up. Like if it's like blue ice or like full ice, you know, I think it is feels pretty similar to like a normal edge, but at the same time, I'm like pretty biased. Cause I've pretty much only have been skiing lib techs for whatever, like 10 years now. So <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. Uh, so uh i don't really ski a lot of other skis but i mean i think it's great i think it's super dope i mean i have tried a couple other skis in the past year or two but i 
I don't know. I think it, I think it's awesome. And I, uh, like all my friends too, that try my skis, like say that they notice it. And I will say they've come a long way from that narrow ass snowboards that they used to make. <laughs> yeah. Those were, those were rough. <laughs> I was, I skied on libs for three years on like a, like a flow gram, you know? Oh, and, sick. Yeah, and I was on the Recreate, I think. Reckoner, what was it called? Rec- Recreate? Yeah, Recreate. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I was on that, and then the the Wonder Stick. Mm-hmm. That thing sick. rips. Yeah, those skis are awesome. That ski's legit. Yep. It was like a 102 or 104. Something, yep. something yeah, in that range. Yeah, 106. I think. I think there's a 96, a 106, and then they used to have like a 116. Mine was but, the 106. Um, that ski was yeah, the phenomenal. Yeah, the 106 is rad. I ski that. That's like my spring touring ski. It's it's great. Yeah, I am. I I do think the Magna Traction works, uh, and I'm not yeah. paid by them. I'm not. I'm not an affiliate with them. I don't I think mean, it's, it's gonna like simple concept like it. I don't know. It's just multiple points of contact. and. Um, but I think a lot of yeah. people assume, because, like, I don't even remember those, the NAS, the narrow-ass snowboards. They were, mm-hmm. like, a lot. Like, it was too much. It was, it was. yeah. I will it say it a was a gimmick. for them to, you know, dial it in. Um, now it's very subtle. Like, you don't. Super subtle, If yeah. you just look at it and aren't looking for it, you don't really see it. Yeah, totally. Do you miss hitting rails or do you still hit rails? Not at all. I don't miss it at all. I mean, I still hit some rail. I hit hit like I'll hit the tubes in the park, but I don't really hit rails too much. I don't really Can care. we expect a Lucas <laughs> Park edit anytime soon? <laughs> I, w- I had my first park day yesterday, actually. It was sick. But um, my rail game is pretty sad right now. Um, I think that's what makes it. <laughs> like, can you still do all the tricks you could do when you were competing? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I couldn't even really. I've learned a bunch of new tricks, obviously, since I was competing. I was like, I mean, rail fine. tricks, because you did some but, slope style too, right? Yeah, I mean, I can do most of the same stuff. I mean, if I. <laughs> But you don't miss it? I don't think I really went anywhere. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> That's crazy. I love hitting rails. Like, yeah. I'm not a rail guy, but yeah. like, I just, I think I have to just keep doing it because if I stop, uh-huh. I'll lose it. Like, I don't have that yeah. natural skill set that, like, like six months is too long. Like, when right. the season ends and then it's like November and it starts, I'm like, I have to hit a rail mm-hmm. today. Or I'm gonna totally. lose this forever. I mean, I think like I'm. I like hitting the tubes. The tubes are sick. Like the yeah, Bachelor super has fun. Big like lift tower tubes. And, yeah. Like I honestly just hate my skis. Like because I actually really like riding all mountain, having sharp edges on my skis, and it kind of like that's honestly what it is. It's just pretty funny. Is like I hate my skis getting all like. Well, I have to down. have like I have a set. But, that I yeah. only hit rails on, and then I have, like, my skis. But then you, it sucks because I'm like, okay, I'm totally. only going to ski park today with, like, detuned center-mounted skis. Right. Yeah. 
So the tubes are great because they don't fuck your edges up. So you can just, yeah. And they're fairly low <laughs> consequence. Like they are. Yeah, they're low consequence. But no, I mean, I definitely. It's not like I don't like hitting rails. I just, yeah. I, you I don't miss really it. Like it's okay. It. Like getting like a, getting a, two prets too is like the sickest feeling. You know, it feels really good. You know, lock in and. It's always it. fun when you like. Fuck like yeah. mine is like I gotta do a K fed a year. Like I have to like keep that. Yeah, right. Totally. Like, which isn't like the hardest yeah, thing. But yeah. like I'm not a pro. Like I don't have to have a heart. But I'm like, you know, the end of the year is creeping and I'm like, oh no. Like I have to like sit at this rail and like hike it until I get it. Or like totally. I'm never gonna get it again. Like if I go a season without it, it's over. Like it's over. It's, no, I hear you, man. It's, I have to I have keep like, it. For sure. There's definitely like a lot of tricks that I'm like, I just have to do, you know, like every, every year for sure. I think you should put out a park edit this year. Keep them on. <laughs> like find like the track right. that was I'll like, work on it. <laughs> find the track that was like the edit track of like when you were 16. Okay. And like whatever outfit you would have worn and just drop it. And people will be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like that's how you gotta Flashback. do it yeah tall right. t it's probably tall t's right were you in the tall t's or was that i was a bit they're kind of tough tough uh scene at mount bachelor for the tall t's because we got pretty nasty weather that's so valid but did you have like the long bad. baggy puffer then because that was like in like the big block puffers I had, like I don't know, man. I honestly like didn't go crazy baggy. I had a few years for sure where I was running tall tees, but I kind of phased out of it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all we all thankfully it, it did. didn't last super long for me. But um, this is where I just ask random questions, so ju okay, nice. judge them as you will. Uh, what does breakfast look like? Like, what does your breakfast look like? uh these days i've been keeping it real simple i've been doing like pretty much two fried eggs and some bacon <laughs> but that's a good breakfast like you're a breakfast yeah. guy then oh, toast no toast guy. uh no toast i just i've been like trying to just like do more eat more protein less lately. carbs if you do have toast are you burning yeah. the toast or is it a, a light toast uh oh it's light toast yeah yeah butter no butter sure. a butter for sure <laughs> you're like what, what where are these questions going yeah <laughs> uh explain pow surfing to an alien <laughs> uh it's just a piece of wood that you slide down <laughs> in your snow boots with no bindings with no bindings yeah that's pretty much it, man. I would pow surf every day uh, if I could. It's yeah, it's so fucking fun, man. It's the best. <laughs> I wish we could all get paid to do that. Uh, I'm gonna say a word, <laughs> and then you can say the first word that comes to mind when I say said words. Okay. Does that make sense? Love. Oh. Uh, snow. Powder. <laughs> Surfing. <laughs> Spicy. Meatball. Corn dog. Honey. Rollerblading. Ouch. <laughs> Pigeon. 
good stretch. <laughs> Retirement. Uh, I don't know really what to say about that. Old. Dream. <laughs> Big. Mountains. Uh, yes. Pickle. Yum. Maple. Syrup. What is your favorite color? Green. Favorite album? Oh, man. That is tough. Uh, I've been, uh, I think... Metallica. Um, is it Ride the Lightning? The, whatever Ride the Lightning is. I don't remember what it's called, but I know what, yeah. That's kind of sad, actually, that I don't know the. Um, no, yeah, I don't think it is. I think that's fine. I think there's like a live at yeah, MSG. Yeah, it, it is Ride the Lightning. It is Ride the yeah, Lightning. That's, yeah, that's my favorite album. I, I, I roofed or... when I was. Go ahead. Or Dr. Dre. Um, like Chronic or 2001? Yeah, 2001. Yeah, Dr. that was... Dr. Dre 2001 or Metallica Ride the Lightning. <laughs> okay, those are two acceptable answers. Yeah, those are probably the best albums ever. Uh, Hidden Talents. Uh, what do you mean? Do you have any? Last... Oh, do I have any? Yeah. Not really. Uh, like you can't do a Rubik's Cube in less than 10 seconds no I don't really have any good hidden talents yo-yoing to be honest what about any no, bad habits any uh, I don't know you're telling me you're just perfect over there? No, I have a lot of bad habits. <laughs> bad habits got, that you want to talk about. <laughs> I've got a ton of bad habits. Um, I don't know. Where do you want to start? <laughs> no, I'm, I think probably like what I've been really trying to do is uh, just like get off screens earlier before bed. Because I've noticed I've been like sleeping way better without... If I'm not like laying in bed on my phone and shit. So I'm going to go with that one. I'll take that. <laughs> uh, favorite pocket snack? Uh, man, lately I've been like really enjoying just salty stuff. Um, those like wasabi almonds. <laughs> yeah. Super good, you know? No, I like or, that. Like, That's a good answer. Yeah. Or, um, Or these, um, you can, it's pretty bougie, but you can get these like dried salmon slabs Yeah. at the grocery store. Those are epic. Those are tough though. Cause if you're with people, then everyone wants them and you're just like, that's like a $25 pocket snack. That's gone. Dude. Totally. <laughs> I've been trying to just eat more like, yeah. Whole food snacks, less bars and shit. Yeah, less junk. But, it's so hard. I'm my goal this year yeah. for pocket snacks are to have like really bad ones, like nice things that people don't want to eat. Because you always have pocket yeah. snacks and no one else does. And my totally. buddy just one up me. He brought his. He put mashed potatoes like in a bag, 
and then he had him. <laughs> yeah. But like he supposed he sent the picture like from the lift. Yeah. Like anyone want any pocket yeah, mashed? Like, he's like, dude, they were so good. Funny. They were like half frozen and like just like eating. Kind of mashed. Yeah, but they just like fit in his pocket, and I was like, but like. That's hilarious. I want to get real I weird like on a, pocket snacks this year. Totally. I think if you just throw it, throw it in a plastic, whatever you're eating in a plastic bag, it'll probably just less look less appealing to. I have yeah, like it's a just bunch smushed of, and like, gross. Holiday leftovers, like some like ham and random meats and some like Brussels sprouts in there. It's just like this random just bag of food. But then you got to offer it to people. Oh yeah. Like you guys want but some I Brussels like, sprouts? I like sharing my snacks. It's kind of No, me too, but now you got to have all... like Thanksgiving dinner in like your yeah. like gross bag. <laughs> totally. I like it. Um It's New Year's New Year's resolution. Um I don't know, man. I like have been definitely doing a few new things like as of recently so i'm just gonna try and keep doing those um just been like trying to be healthy i guess but i've been like doing cold plunges and so i'm trying to keep that up do you think they work that's been i think they do i mean honestly the biggest thing for me is they just make me feel less sore um and it's also just like it's just it's pretty hardcore, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you feel like you did something some, good. Yeah, it's like some hardcore shit. And when you're done with it, you're just like, you're gassed up. You're like, that was insane. Do you do it in the morning so, or afternoon or night? Uh, I've just been <sighs> fucking randomly. I don't okay. know. I usually, I, I've lately, I've just, I've been going after skiing in the river. Um, but yeah, so I want to keep that up and then I want to just try and, uh, yeah, eat good food and also try and spend less time on the screens or on my phone. So it's kind of it. <laughs> those are, those are acceptable. Those are, that's a lot. If you can stay true to that in a year, like you're even two out of three, like you're doing all right. The phone yeah. is hard. It's such a trap. It's, it's such like, a trap. I think the main the main one for me is I want to stick with the cold plunge thing because it's like, it's pretty funny. Like I've been, like me, like I like met some random people at the river the other day, and like since I've been like doing it, I've just like honestly like met people that are into it. Other just like psychos. <laughs> it's pretty fun. But then you why. get like it's an accountability like factor, and like now they're gonna be there, so you yeah. need to be there and. I've heard nothing but like great things about it. Like everyone is like the mental. How long do you go in? Um, I've been doing three minutes, which is like from the research. It's like once you hit three minutes that you're getting all the benefits. And then like, I apparently like the longer you stay in, you get, a little bit more, but three minutes is kind of like the standard. Yeah, it's a I bell guess. curve. Like it's gonna start. Yeah. You're gonna start doing like more two, damage than you are. Like two to three minutes is kind of like ideal. So yeah, I've just been doing. I've, I've got up to three minutes, and it's fucking hard. <laughs> How long did but, you get the first time? Mm, I don't know, dude. I mean, I've like, 
I remember last year I was on a trip and we like we were staying next to a big lake and so we would like and we had a bunch of down days so we were like going and doing cold plunges and I was doing like two minutes and then uh but we that was just kind of like for fun but now I've been like got more into it focused and, uh, on it kind of focus on it actually and uh yeah, I don't know. So, what are your what's your plans for winter here? Like, are we filming for something? Can we talk about it? Can we not talk about it? Um, yeah, I'm working on another project, kind of similar to um, recreate. Uh, so it'll be kind of more of like a self-produced thing. Um, I'm hoping to still get in on a trip with MSP or and still have some presence in their films, and then. Uh, I actually just launched, I'm going to be doing YouTube videos. So I'm going to be doing a once a month kind of just like edit. <laughs> is it going to be like whatever is going on vlog style or just skiing? Um, it's, I mean, it's definitely not like vlog too vloggy. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of like wing it. Wanted a creative outlet and think that, it would be fun to contribute some videos to the backcountry ski scene that are just kind of fun and um, see where it goes. You're almost done, I promise. What binding? Oh, no what binding are you skiing when you're touring? Like, what is your go-to touring binding? Uh, kingpins. Okay. Marker kingpins. You yeah, you're okay with the weight? Good. I mean, they're not heavy, but like they're a little heavy. Like there are lighter. You just like the yeah. heel. Yeah, feel uh, safer. Yeah, I mean, I probably should get a lightweight setup for like the more like ski mountaineering mish style missions that I've been doing, but uh, they're great. I don't know. They just like I trust them and. I can honestly like ski the resort on them if I want. I feel comfortable skiing the resort. I feel comfortable jumping on them. I just feel comfortable in them. I, I don't, I still don't feel super comfortable in the full, in a full pin binding. They're terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, because eh, Do I don't want to like think about that if I'm dropping into something, if it's like variable, you know. So. Do you lock your toe out? uh yeah yes and no <laughs> um i do a lot actually but um yeah it also kind of depends like they kind of the toe pieces like kind of wear out on them after a while and so i just lock them out all the time <laughs> right so well it's just you're out. in a situation that like you need that ski to stay on 98 yeah, i would rather it just stay on most of the time so yeah okay um lucas thank you before i let you go sponsors to thank people to thank and where can people follow you and where are they going to find your obviously they're going to find you on youtube but if you have mm -hmm. a channel name where are they going to find that yeah totally um yeah, my sponsors are Dekine for soft goods, outerwear, accessories, luggage. 
um, and then LibTech skis um, and Dragon for eyewear, goggles, sunglasses, and Ten Barrel Brewing um, out of Bend, Oregon, as well as Mount Bachelor. Um, and then, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is Walks Division. Uh, or you can probably just type in my name, find me. And then, uh, same thing for the YouTube channel and the series that I'm doing it. I'm calling it FOMO. <laughs> I love it. And the so, first one dropped, right? The first one's out. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did one from November and then I have one already made for December, but, uh, I'm kind of waiting just a little bit longer cause we just put up that, uh, fairly mellow video on my channel so yeah hopefully be well i'm gonna be pumping out a lot more stuff on my youtube so if you watched youtube go <laughs> like and subscribe <laughs> please like share subscribe uh, yeah uh it's a world we're living in uh yeah. lucas thank you thank That's you for fun. taking an hour and getting it done uh and thank you for scheduling it quickly that makes my life easier no worries, man. It's a good time for me, and uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, thanks for awesome. the thanks for the chat. Yeah, man. Cheers. Well, uh, happy New Year, and 